millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to do something friendly and courteous today, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. Also, I've set up a channel membership, just in case you want to show your support and help keep storytime going for as long as possible. So if you love my videos or want to have your comments shown like this one by Phantasm, click the join button below this video. That said, our first story of the day is by Lokerman, A Vow of Silence. This story takes place at a well-known fast food chain about two and a half years ago. I'm a 20-year-old male at the time, landing this glorious position as a burger flipper after some time in the military took an arrow to the knee, where I learned to reinforce my already magnificent tendencies to apply rules and orders by the letter. The work in itself wasn't pleasing nor glorifying, but it came with free meals, good friends, and a lot of funny stories. And not so funny ones. So here I was on the line of duty, putting buns to heat and making burgers. A good friend of mine on the other line, right in front of me, doing her part to serve. It was a slow day so we had time to chat around, make jokes and overall just having a good time while obliterating the serving timers. In comes the loved slash hated manager which we'll call Coral. She was nice to some and a real witch to others and to me especially. I still don't know why since she blessed her son with the same name I bear. She didn't like that we were talking since it bothers the customers and told us to and I quote Stop making a single noise or I'll write you up. Now, for those who have worked, work, or know how a fast food chain cooking line works, you know. For those who don't, let me explain briefly. We literally have to shout when we finish a plate of anything, and by shout, I mean shout. And the receiver shouts back. So my friend and I looked at each other, then at the co-workers down the line, and we didn't make a single noise. Now the serving times bumped up from 35 seconds to 3 minutes because of empty plates of various kind. So naturally Coral comes to us and shouts, What the freak are you all doing to be this slow? We all stopped, looked at her, and no one spoke. To this day, we call this incident the vow of silence. If you had a boss getting on your case about being loud, making too much noise, or even talking at all, Would that make you just be petty and shut up and not say anything? Maybe even stay stone-faced when they try to ask you something? Or would you think something like that's a bit too childish? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by ThrowawaySumi31. You can sue me. I'm used to it. Okay. This happened a few years ago in 2016. At the time, I was working for Company X in a pretty new industry. Think less than 10 years old which means that there wasn't a lot of rules and laws yet. I don't want to give too much details just in case. Most of the people working in that industry were passionate people willing to work for free. That's how I started initially, as a writer for another company, until Company X recruited me. See, because that industry was new and mostly consisted of passionate people, it was also mostly built by friends with barely any knowledge on how to run a business. It worked because people loved it. 
but it had a lot of problems. Most of all, everything that had to deal with contracts, paying people, and anything HR. The little startup I was working for was no exception, and I got hired under a specific contract that was supposed to be used for people working for a short time period, not a long-term contract. I was okay with it at first, it was one of my first jobs and I didn't know better, but I soon realized it was a way of paying less company taxes and that the CEO kept lying to us. We were all under the same contract and promising we would get a real contract next month, every month. Then came the time when I stopped being paid and that made me angry. I lived in an expensive city and was paid minimum wage on a crappy contract so passion had its limits. I borrowed money from my boyfriend to make ends meet and the CEO was using some of the company's money for drinks too when he was out with his closest friends in the company. After four months of asking for my money and never seeing it coming, I went to the CEO and told him I would sue if they didn't pay by the end of the month, also that I was quitting at that same time too. He replied, go ahead, sue me, I'm used to it and I'm not scared, you won't win. That got me so angry I resolved to sue. Little did he know, everyone was fed up with the situation and I knew nobody had ever sued him, so I knew what he said was a tactic to deter me. I did my homework, forwarded emails to myself proving that I was owed money, that my contract should be requalified as long term because it was hidden work, and asked for a large sum as compensation. When they got served, they paid me the missing four months immediately, asking me to drop all the other charges. I said screw you. And just under 10 months, not that long when it's legal stuff with lawyers, etc., they folded. I got my lawyer's fees paid by them, as well as a substantial sum of money. I was able to pay my boyfriend back with a small bonus and put some money aside too. Most of all, it scared him so much that they hired some real staff to do the accounting, changed other employees' contracts to long-term to make sure they wouldn't sue either, and now I hear that people are paid in time, which is my greatest reward. Many employees actually thanked me for suing them because of how it improved their own conditions. I now work in a different industry with a real contract, and I make four times what I used to make. So even though I'm pretty much banned from that industry, I'm totally fine with it and better off now. Don't tell me to sue when you're wrong, because I will. What are you gonna do, sue me? Quote from man who lost lawsuit. Next thing they say, wait no, I didn't mean it literally. Oh god, please stop, take your money, just stop. And then ultimately, take the money, take all you want, just leave me alone. Our next story is by Silas Breakdown. Keep your hand on the wall of the pool at all times. My mother recently told me a story from childhood back when I was taking swimming lessons. The instructor had a rule that any child they were not directly working with had to have their hand on the wall at all times. This was obviously to prevent us from drowning. I did not want to stay there. I wanted to do my own thing. So I made my way to the deep end and swam to the bottom, all while keeping my palm on the wall. I was fine, but my mother was watching from the spectator's booth and freaking out. She had to later explain to me the concept of a loophole, when you obey what a rule says and not what a rule means. I'm gonna go ahead and chalk this up to crap that kids just do. Especially when that kid is a troublemaker, listen, we just get up to the darndest of things sometimes. And as a matter of fact, it does often happen sometimes when we're so young that growing up, we don't even really remember we did that. 
I bet it's actually kind of a fun trip hearing about stories like this where you're like, wait, I did that? Go me. This next story is by Nartuk, Tractor or Tractor Trailer. There's a young man in the neighborhood that lives with his folks. He's a great mechanic. He loves older trucks and other weird vehicles. He and his buddy are always working on something and help others fixing cars, lawnmowers, etc. Just a really cool kid. He also has this really cool older John Deere tractor. He can be seen driving it around the neighborhood occasionally. He'll give kids rides on it and help out at the local community animal park. He parks the tractor in the street on the side of his house. It's really only about the size of a full-size truck. Well, his neighbor across the street decides they don't like it and call the cops. They come out and say he can't park it on the street as it isn't legal, so he parks it on his lawn for a while. Then one day he shows up with this massive flatbed trailer and parks it in the same place on the street. It's two and a half times the length of the tractor and almost twice as wide. It's four feet off the ground with a built-in retractable ramp. He plops the tractor on it and over time adds a bunch of other stuff. Tires, cooler, wood, whatever engine he's currently working on. The trailer is fully licensed and parking it on the street is perfectly legal. Now I completely understand neighbors getting up in arms and complaining about things that infringe on their rights or their property. If the young guy in the neighborhood parked his trailer next to their yard or blocked their driveway or something, then I think they have a little bit more of a right to complain, sure. But when they're just parking something across the street on their side of the yard, and at worst it's an annoyance to them, it just seems so petty and overblown to me. I'm like, really? You're gonna just die on that hill? You're gonna call the cops over that? The fact alone that they went and called the cops over that is more than enough for me to feel super thrilled to hear about this giant ugly trailer taking up way more space. I hope it totally pissed those neighbors off. Our next story is by Sugarman111. Screw her over on probation period? Okay. Not me. This happened to my sister-in-law. She's quite a lot younger than me and was working part-time in a chain shoe shop while studying. After graduating with a business degree, she was offered a job managing at one of the shoe stores. This obviously seemed like a fantastic opportunity for her first role as a graduate. She was on a probationary period for three months and after that, her salary would increase. Although the probationary period could be extended. She hated it. The owner would give her instructions and later that day, his girlfriend would come in and give her opposite instructions then criticize her for the way she had worked and micromanage her until she did it her way. The girlfriend wasn't part of the business at all, but sister-in-law didn't want to cause any issues, so didn't argue. However, it was causing her a lot of stress. I noticed she lost quite a bit of weight. It came to a bit of a head when sister-in-law had spent a few hours sorting the filing out, then went to the shop to serve customers. When she went back to finish the filing, girlfriend had gone through it all and messed it up saying she'd organized it differently for her, wasting hours of sister-in-law's time and causing her more work. Sister-in-law suspected that they were going to extend her probationary period to screw her over, even though she was doing a great job despite being sabotaged and micromanaged. Her staff loved her and sales were higher, so she started looking for another job. Surprise, they extended her probationary period but she found a job paying more and 10 minutes from her flat. They wanted her to work ASAP, 
but she was sure she had to work her notice period, which was six weeks. She asked me to read her contract to see if I can confirm. The notice was indeed six weeks, except for staff on probation. Either party could terminate with one week's notice. Sister-in-law tells owner she's quitting and giving one week's notice. Owner's caught on the hop and can't find another manager that quickly. Tells sister-in-law her notice period is six weeks, to which she takes great delight in pointing out that her probationary period has been extended and the required notice is one week. Sister-in-law has been at the new job for quite a while now and is much happier. Edit, lots of people are saying you can quit when you want. I should have clarified that we're in the UK, where contracts can be enforced. To realize that somebody was being so scummy and underhanded, and then being able to just take that underhandedness, flip it on them and slap them in the face with it, this is a very satisfying story. And our final story of the day is by Humble Salad 1075 Well, it has to be done properly, doesn't it? I work as a firefighter in a large city fire service in the UK. I won't name it, but it's a big metropolitan area. A few years ago, when I was working in another station for my current one, we all had a watch commander, is it lieutenant in the USA, who was a complete jerk. We'll call him Gov, as in the UK fire service, all the managers are called that short for governor, which is a fire service tradition. He'd had a big argument with the whole watch the day before after we'd caught him out lying to us, long story, which ended with him telling us all to go freak yourselves and storming out of the room. The next day, we had to do a fire inspection visit at a large self-storage facility, which is basically for us to check that the fire safety rules of place are being adhered to and that we know where all the hydrants are and that we have the right contact details, etc. Normally, Gov would come in with us too, but he was still in a foul mood and stayed on the fire engine while we all went in. The last thing he said was, just be quick as I've got so much office work to do. Well, once inside, we asked the staff there to unlock each storage unit and we checked almost everyone there. And there were loads of them in there as well. Even the storage unit manager looked surprised and said, it's never taken this long before. Normally just a quick look overall would do, but not today, we all thought. When we got outside, Gov was furious and asked why it had taken so long. We simply explained that we were doing our job properly and asked him if he wanted us to cut corners with regards to fire safety. He obviously couldn't say yes to this, so just sulked and said nothing. He ended up working late that day to catch up with his office work, unpaid overtime, while we were all down at the pub. We made sure to wave at him as we all left the building. Moral of the story, don't mess with the watch as there's more of us than there is of you. I can definitely imagine in a place like a fire station, you're going to be working long hours with guys and you're probably going to be pretty tight-knit with them. So treating them wrong or lying to them or being deceitful to them is kind of like being deceitful to your entire friend group or something like that. You just don't do that, you know? or you get some kind of repercussion. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.